0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hi, welcome to today's Art Tech News Podcast. I'm, I'm talking to Dennis Halligan, ALE, Leader H. Arlinds. How are you doing, Dennis? Great, thanks, Ronan. Good to meet you. Likewise, then. before we start, test with me, back, so we know who you are.
1: Sure, thanks, Ronan. So, I lead the Applied Intelligence Practice for Accenture here in Ireland. And that really covers a group of fantastic team, 150 people, who span the full spectrum of data, analytics, and AI. We work with our colleagues across different industry groups, across technology, consulting, operations. And really, we're passionate about solving problems with data, with AI, and um, for our minds across all the different sectors of the economy. So, uh, really exciting space to be in, and uh, great to be here having a chat with you today.
0: Yeah, and again, so that every year you're in a job, AI has become more successful. Like years ago, you wouldn't have AI in your pocket. Now, if you've got a Samsung phone, you've got Bixby. If you've got an iPhone, you've got a Siri.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and... Uh, I think we're seeing snippets of AI, exactly as you're saying, impacting lots of aspects of our day-to-day life. Um, whether it's, you know, my sense of direction wasn't good before, we, we had the map functionality and, and the ones that you just alluded to. But interestingly, I think we're at a really, a, a really important tipping point, actually, in terms of seeing more AI. And I think we're, we're going to benefit a lot from that of course of the, the next number of years.
0: Well, to me, it's like 12 years ago, no one knew what the cloud was. And suddenly when you get smartphone, it's in your pocket and you're used to it, it's ubiquitous. Same with AI now. You didn't know what it was and you kind of had an idea about what you thought of it was something you saw in a movie or TV series and then when it comes to reality, you didn't want it, and then suddenly it's down in your pocket and you're using it without knowing it.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I'm sure you're familiar, with that there's a lot of movement at the moment to make um, AI readily more accessible to people, which I think is, is really important as well. So there's, there's big
2: initiatives like AI and Hugging Face, where some very advanced and um, really
1: sophisticated deep learning models are readily available to individuals like you and I, and, and we can just access them on an open source basis yeah. and start availing of some capabilities that typically would have had very high barriers to entry to be it the, the access to the data or the cloud compute or, or some of the know way to, to build those models. So I think we're, we're going to see more take up of, of AI as it becomes more readily available and accessible.
0: And I'm thinking of somebody who basically got issues uh, issues uh, with their site. They're able to use AI more to do things they couldn't normally do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's like the, the, the possibilities are are uh, pretty extensive, you know. And even using some of those
2: capabilities I just mentioned, so Chat GPT. I think one of their use cases is around debugging code. So if you had
1: a, a code issue on your site, you can you can just put it in and, and get some um, some support on that. Um, But all all of the the aspects around raising awareness, around engaging your customers more effectively, and the whole end-to-end fulfillment processes, um, AI really has a role to play across each of those components. And um,
2: I think it's it's certainly going to enable us to be more efficient and and more innovative. And
1: uh, I think that's a really exciting opportunity for us.
0: Now getting back today, we're going to be talking about your new Accenture AI Maturity Index. Tell me a bit more about that survey and what the findings were. Yeah, well, just maybe a little bit of the context in the first instance. So
1: we ran this survey globally. There was 1,600 different executives interviewed around different sectors of, of the economy. And really the key question we were trying to tackle was to see how prepared organizations were for the adoption of AI and, and, and really to get the value out of AI as we move into the next three to five years. And we, we looked at, I suppose, two kind of core areas. One was around the foundational capabilities so things like the cloud platform, the data management capabilities and governance around that. And then secondly, look at some of the differentiating capabilities. So did the organization, for instance, recognize AI in terms of their their business strategy and see it as an important factor there? Uh, did they have a, a, a culture that promoted innovation via AI as well? Um, and some of those other differentiating elements. And um, you know, it was it was a, a very interesting piece of
2: work. On that basis, some of the initial findings were really largely positive in the in the first instance. And um, the headlines included that over
1: seventy four percent of organisations would look at their strategy from an AI lens and have an AI component to that strategy. So, so that's I think very encouraging. And um, most organisations would see themselves developing quite significantly in the next three years as well. So, again. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of encouragement, and, and the level of revenue that they generate from AI is going to increase um, threefold, actually, from twenty eighteen through to twenty twenty four. So, you know, there, there's lots of um, positive news on that basis. Um, however, one of the, the, the findings as well that we saw in terms of the, the readiness today and the maturity today, um only a reasonably small number of the organisations actually demonstrated maturity to scale. Uh, AI as, as, they're, as they're situated today, and that was 11% of those, let's say, lead organizations. Um, so that, that 11% were the ones that demonstrated strong foundations, but also the ability to differentiate with AI.
0: And also, that led to, I guarantee you, the ones who probably knew how to handle data properly and securely.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I would say that very much falls within that core capability group, so being able to get an integrated data set into a single platform, leverage cloud technologies and, to, and then put the right management and governance around that data, and that's absolutely critical and essential capability, exactly. Because I
0: presume during the pandemic, people thought, let's move to AI to help us do our work, without realizing what's involved.
1: Yeah, I, I think there were elements where, um, I, I think there's been a lot of development, and through the pandemic, I think with remote working, there's, there's certainly instances, I'm sure, where, um, that's, that's been successful but also I think you, you can't get away from the fact that some of the foundations need to be solidified and, and in place and um, you know, one of the things, one of the trends I think we've seen over, over the last couple of years is that you, whether you do a little pilot or a little initial proof of value unless you have some of the, the solid foundations it's difficult to scale That it's difficult to use it more holistically across the organisation and it's, you know, that, that again points to the foundations that are required
0: and with those findings, when you done worldwide, did Ireland come out favorably or not or unfavorably in, in, the, in the findings?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting doing the Irish perspective on that same uh, that same analysis. And there were some consistencies. So the level of, let's say, those, those high achieving companies that are strong at the foundations and differentiating levels, a similar percentage, actually. And it was also similar in terms of the organizations that, that are embedding AI in their strategy at an organizational level. So. Um, you know, some some commonality, but digging a little bit deeper, um, I, what, what I thought was really encouraging was to see that Irish organisations are more ambitious in terms of where they want to get to today versus in the next three years across some of those core capabilities. And that suggests that they're on, on a roadmap already to to really uplift how they utilise cloud, how they get their data organised, as you alluded to, the governance and management around that. Um, one of the other call-outs, however interestingly, is that the percentage of their budgets that they're going to, to put into um, AI out of, let's say, their overall technology spend is probably not going to ramp up to the same extent as their global peers. So that points to the fact that our organisations are going to need to be more efficient at making those those strides forward. Um, but I think a lot, of, a lot of encouragement there in terms of the direction and ambition. Well, then maybe they should be
0: educated more in why they should ramp up their, their budget, because if you do this on a limited budget... How do you guarantee it's going, you're going to have a, the data in a secure silo that won't be accessed by unknowns?
1: Yeah, it's it's a key consideration for sure is ensuring that, I suppose, the appropriate investment profile is considered, and clearly with the, the macroeconomic position, there's multiple factors and competing priorities, but certainly, um, I think what when we look at some of the organizations who are set up for success in this area, having that... Uh, sustained view on AI investment over a prolonged period I think is is an important call out and and feature that they demonstrate. Maybe with scaling, maybe they're designed they're going to
0: implement it into into the system but they don't prepare for scaling to to wider scale which my view is very important.
1: Yeah, absolutely and when we look at some of the challenges that were called out specifically for the Irish organisations, there was three that that really stood out and uh, the first one was around how they manage Data ethics and responsible AI, and, and not surprised actually that that was was such a prominent uh, challenge. Secondly, was around the lack of vision and roadmap, and that that suggests it was probably some of the, the less mature organisations. And thirdly, was around the, the shortage of, of skills and and talent to execute. Um, but I, I think they again point to the fact that you live to there where scaling is is often a hindrance. Um, but I think there's, there's clearly steps and avenues to progress each of those challenges. And, um, you know, the, the responsible AI one, for instance, is a topic around, around the market at this point.
0: Because like, I see cut me company in the bandwagon, we have to get into AI, but not really knowing what it, what, it, what it is. Like, years ago, I remember, there was a county council down in Kerry, and uh, one day, one of the county councilors said to, in the meeting, we're okay for like collecting people because we've got lots of clouds here, we'll be okay, not knowing what it actually was, and what AI... Same thing. They might have heard about it, but not know much about it, and jump in without realizing the full impact of what's going to cause the business.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I would say that's one of the major focus areas, and this was borne out by the research as well. Is the need to to train an AI savvy workforce, and just to get a common understanding, because you know it it is a quite a, a broad term. It can mean lots of different things to lots of people, and I think. Educating the workforce and bringing them on that 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 upskilling journey in terms of what it is, how it can be how it can be deployed, how it impacts day to day, raising awareness and um, is is, a, is an essential part actually of then embedding that type of tool capability. So now work can be done more efficiently. Ultimately,
0: well, to me, it's like AI is part of your took like years ago when you were in office and you started working, you bought a computer, you bought a calculator to help your job that easier. Nowadays with AI, exact same thing. It's it's me to make your job easier, and make you. You do what you do best.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I'd say definitely to an extent, and um, but, but I think there's there's more to just the efficiency side of this as well. And I think when you see some of the developments that are available now, and, and I mentioned OpenAI and ChatGPT and some of these tools that are mm. readily accessible, I think there's there's a real opportunity as well as just efficiency, also doing things differently and reimagining what work can be done and even for your job or my job and, and, and how work in, in general gets executed, I think there's an opportunity to really take a new lens and perspective in terms of how this how this technology can not just make it more efficient, but help us to to innovate around it as well and to um come at it from a different mindset and perspective. because
0: yeah, every every year technology is improving all the time and we see new innovations. So with AI the AI that we know now will be different in five or ten years' time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's growing at pace, and you know there was there was a very interesting stats that um,
1: came across recently in terms of let's say that the level of disruption that was encountered across the Fortune 500 between the year of 2000 and 2020, and 50 percent of that Fortune 500 ceased to exist through uh, by by 2020. Yeah, I think we're
2: when we, when we see the impact that, that AI will have as we move ahead, I think there's going to be an accelerated
1: disruption of sleep. And, you know, as, as you're alluding to there, um, the technology is advancing at pace. I think organizations are now um, beginning to industrialize and to scale and move away from uh, little pockets or proofs of value. And I think that's going to be transformative in terms of, of how it can change industries and, and, and a lot of sectors. And we've seen some really good examples of that, um, there's a you know a, a very strong health player um, that has really revolutionised I suppose health insurance yeah. and shifted the focus more to how health, health is is managed in in a, in a gamified manner with nudges and it's more about the the um, prevention kind of second sick it, It's it's more about actually keeping people in a, in a healthy frame. So and um, there's lots of other examples, but I think it's really going to have a, a very big impact over the courses next years ahead.
0: Yeah, when you call it destructive, to me, destructive means it changes things in a good way, not a bad way. We're not going to be luddites. We're going to go and think this is great. This is going to improve how we do things.
1: One hundred percent.
2: But you're speaking to the
1: converted on that one, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's there's going to be lots of instances where uh, some some tasks are automated, and but I think that that that's um, it's it's absolutely a, a positive across the patch, right? I think we're going to move up the value chain in terms of the work and how work worth to be done and how we're going to do that work. And ultimately, these advances are going to be very beneficial in terms of our overall efficiency and productivity. That'll improve our standards of living. That'll address some of the challenges from a demographic perspective. Our population is getting older. I think we need to get smarter around how we do work. Yeah. And I think AI is a key enabler to, to put us on that journey.
0: And to me, looking back technology years ago, When you were doing this, AI more or less had to be installed in your business. Nowadays, you can have two lines of code that goes to the cloud and pulls it all down. So you don't have to worry about how powerful your computer is.
1: Definitely. That's that's been one of the major advances. And I think what's what's really held things back, I suppose, for the last number of years, because we have been talking about AI since the mid-50s. Actually, John McCarthy was the first one who coined the phrase. Um, But that, that compute capacity has been a big hindrance, I think, that data access has been challenging at times, and skills have also been in in short supply. And I think we've made significant inroads in all of those instances now that this is is really becoming um, more accessible and viable for organizations. It does point at some of the the areas that we still need to get right, and Responsible AI is certainly one of those, and ensuring that we we
2: put the right um, ethics frameworks and controls and, and risk frameworks around the AI. Um, but I think we're, we're kind of starting that journey now. We're making progress
1: in that area, and and that will set up for, for more success in terms of how this, this technology is deployed.
0: Because remember, forty years ago, when we were in an office, most of us were using dumb terminals, and that meant you didn't have to worry about how, how powerful your, your looking computer was. And then, uh, as computers got more powerful, we ended, we then had the uh, dumb terminals not being used much anymore. And then we realised we need more CPU, more power, and thing and that costs money. And now we're going back to a computer, which is more or less now being dumb terminal, but as powerful as computers we were using 10 years ago. And because we're now using these kind of dumb terminals, we don't really worry about that, so the cost won't be as much.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's the capability and the functionality that can be deployed into those front-end terminals now. And as you said, leveraging some of the, the data and the compute that's, that's held in, in cloud and getting that right uh, combination is, I think, what, what where we can be really impactful now. And you look at some of the Industry X examples where we're deploying sensors across broad networks and collating data and being able to process that in a, in a very efficient manner and then push out the insights to appropriate decision-making um, forms and and uh, command centers and so on. I think that's there's huge potential to um, deploy some of the tech in a reasonably light t- touch basis and then leverage the cloud for the heavy heavy lifting
0: yeah, because imagine if you're there at a company and you're you're telling your boss, this is what we need for the cloud and he goes, Okay, now what what do we need to implement that? What 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 the cost gonna be? And he, he, they're gonna assume with an accountants, or oh, we're gonna buy a new computer, just new this just new that He goes, Oh no no no. Why do you just change our cloud plan? because we're gonna be using more cloud data but that's about it really? Yeah, and and I think
1: what often works well in those kind of, kind of conversations is really trying to, to Work through, I suppose, what the not just the savings but what will be different and what the, the value is to the organization in order to, to justify that type of move and investment or shift in investment, shift and in spend. Because mm-hmm. typically, I think you know, there's you can open up better ways of doing the work as well.
0: Yeah, because to me, it's important that every, everyone is bought in so you're buying at the same time, and you don't have somebody there who's not fully sure about it, doesn't, doesn't fully buy, buy in because paper concerns which can easily be uh, alleviated if, if you explain to them in a good way.
1: Definitely, I think having that buy-in and that, that, that sponsorship is is really key. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's again one of the call from the survey, which is that um, when there's, let's say, C-level involvement and sponsorship and recognition that AI is an important tool and capability and, and play it goes hand-in-hand with that. And that, that that's a really important input to enabling companies to be successful. So they're not trying to do this, let's say, um, bottom-up, but there is that sponsorship top-down as well.
0: And the moment you get people in the boardroom level buying in, others will,
1: will follow suit in the company. That's exactly it, and I think it's, it's all about that adoption, that cultural change and mindset change as well, and really shifting, I think, away from just doing things the way they've always been done, uh, to exploring what are some of the new opportunities and what's the potential, how can we reimagine that? And, you know having that as a embedded within the strategy but that that's, that's I think one of the
2: call outs that I thought was really encouraging in terms of that research that it was something like 74 um,
1: percent both globally and locally recognized at a sea level uh, the importance of, of AI in terms of the strategy and delivery of that business imperative
0: and I guess uh, as it's become more involved you mentioned it about AI ethics I think it's going to be a core part of how this works and
1: if the ethics aren't right then you're going to have issues. Yeah, definitely. I think there's there's a real burning platform around the ethics at this point in time. I think to an extent, and um, there's been a lot of investment in the machine learning side of things, and, and possibly um, the let's say the ethical components hasn't been as front and central. But I think as we look ahead, the leaders from an AI perspective, they will all have responsible AI and ethics embedded in all aspects of their their lifecycle end to end and that's I think the end point that we're working towards. But to your to your point today, I think there's there's still some work for a lot of organisations to do and that's that's consistent with I suppose the, the challenge that the Irish organisations called out. Um you know, because there, there have been some 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 uh, challenges and roadblocks in recent times. Um and I think organisations are now getting over those roadblocks and really trying to, to get their responsible AI agenda into, into appropriate shape and get regulation ready, which I think is going to be really important.
0: Because I think right now, you've got to treat it as if it's a real person, the AI. And, and with a real person, you treat their data in, in a certain way and you make sure that it has to be looked after. And with AI, that's going to be the exact same. And that's going to become more and more part of how to do things. Yeah, absolutely. And
2: you know, for an organization that wants to deploy AI, it's going to need to consider what the mission and
1: objective of that and how does it align with their overarching mission and put some principles around how this should operate. And and that's a really important first step. They also then need to control and put the right risk framework and controls around how the AI is deployed and monitor it. And uh, that that's integral to being successful with this as well. And ultimately, they need to get the right tools, enablements to monitor, to to control, but also the right culture and skills um, to make sure that people are adhering to and mm-hmm. aware of some of those ethical considerations.
0: I'm thinking as well, you got to make sure when you have the AI, you give it a name. Like, if it's Hal or Bixby or Cortana or Siri, at least if it's got a name, it's it's more human, and you you then deal with it on a human level, so therefore, ethics comes
1: up, up front in your face because of that. Yeah, it's a really good point, and um, I think there's, there's some really good examples that you just alluded to, but, um, but I think How was one of the ones from the the movies that might, yeah. may, may have turned out not so positive, but I think yeah, recognising, I suppose, the imperative to and Put the controls and the frameworks around the AI.
0: I think is is very valid. Yeah, because if you if you treat AI like a like a real person, then you you go to respect them more and you get to understand. You think, okay, this this is one of my colleagues. My colleague here is Bixby or Cortano or Cereal or whatever it is, and he's going to help me do my job. And those raw materials that we mentioned earlier, and the, the data, the is it, is it an effect what you're feeding into that. Yeah. That's um,
1: AI and, and I suppose I will encourage you if you're thinking about, about it in those terms uh, to ensure that the data is monitored correctly, managed correctly and also that the computer is there and the proper skills are, are, are put in place around that as well.
0: Because if you're saying, oh well, uh, I want to make sure my AI is looked after, or if you go, oh, I want to make sure Bix, whatever is, is looked after, but given the name, you're more or less thinking it, it, it has to be looked after whereas just the AI itself in general is just the exact same. Yeah, definitely,
1: and I think, and like you're suggesting, giving it a personal name like one of, one of them, the recent ones, uh, ChatGPT. I don't think that's necessarily a very compelling uh, name in the same basis, but it's. Um, you know, I think following the same principle, I think each of these models needs some level of, of uh, identification and um, some way that that people who are working with us can recognise what what it is exactly.
0: Yeah, because I think I think, but in about ten years' time, it's going to be. Ridiculous, and we're going to be using it every day without realizing it. It's just there in their back pocket, like it is now with smartphones, Black like, and It's going to be there, we're going to use it, and we're not going to know it's there because we're so used to it.
1: Yeah, there will be elements of that. I, I think, from a transparency perspective, I think people still prefer to, at this point at least, I think they, they prefer to have an understanding when they're interacting with AI versus not. Uh, to your point about how it's going to evolve over the years ahead, I think um, the capabilities are so vast and, and the level of intelligence is is quite sophisticated
2: that um, yeah, I think it's going to be more um, more efficient. I think you're going to get a better
1: experience, and if, if you're talking about a customer service scenario, for instance, that uh, the AI may be able to to handle a broader uh, set of of challenges or situations potentially. So. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how that evolves.
2: whether it's transparent or, um, in some instances, whether that's, that's not the case as you alluded to
1: there.
0: Well, to me, it's like four years ago when you used a computer, it was all text-based. And then when GUI came in, GUI made it easier for everyone to use a computer. And the same with AI. When it first came in, it's clunky, and I guarantee you, in about 10-15 years' time, it'll be so easy to use that you won't have to worry about it anymore. I, I would say a lot quicker, you know. Yeah. Honestly, you go onto a hugging place and you put in a prompt or open AI and um, you can get some some the creation of um, using Dali too. You can get the creation of new
2: images and uh, using natural language processing, really sophisticated, advanced modeling. Um, and it's available. Uh, this this is uh, that'll be my key point that a lot of this is, is actually accessible and available um, at the moment. And I think really it's the adoption and,
1: and how we as individuals as well as as businesses. Take this on board. I think that's that's going to be fascinating over the the very near term. I'd suggest.
0: Yeah, so Hollywood is no reality, and we don't and we don't have to look at the movie and think that can't be done. It, it has been done, and it's there. But we just have to get ready to to adopt it.
2: One hundred percent. I think there,
1: there's a lot out there that's available today. That um, I think we'll see more and more of that over the course of uh, the, the the months and a couple of years. I, I would suggest that there's going to be each level of of ramp up in
0: that adoption. And also, I guess, you are going to see that with an area too, like maybe blockchain, for example, and other technologies are going to be using AI, for example, with insurance to be able to instantly say, oh, this insurance policy covers X, Y, and Z, and if X, Y, and Z is covered, pay and pay out, that kind of stuff as well. Exactly. I think there's there's an overlap and correlation between
1: many of these from a security perspective. I think there's there's a lot of, of um commonality and good sense there, um, and, and take that example of, of insurance, for instance, I think, yeah, the insurance industry, I, I think, is one where there's already instances um, where it's, it's, it's changing quite significantly in terms of not just how claims are processed, but you know, even taking that right the way through, how repairs for automotives are, are booked based on visual images of, of the damage that's been done to a crash site. And the best garage with the best rate is is automatically picked up by the AI and routed uh, to the customer. So there's huge shifts that have been uh, demonstrated already in in the insurance space. And um, I think it's it's, it's just one of the many examples where we're going to see quite new ways of working and, and just a different model being deployed.
0: And before we finish this conversation... Do you think anything in the next couple of years is really going to make people more and more uh, open to using AI? Yeah, I I think, there's, I think we're going to see it more and more in our day-to-day lives, and you know one of the areas
1: that I think will be fascinating to see how it evolves is, is just in terms of household applications, right? So I, I think when, when my kids are growing up, I think they'll find the concept of writing down a shopping list, going to the shop. Trying to guess if you need two or four chicken breasts and bringing that home, whether that's and, and then cooking your meals for the week on that basis. I, I think that's
2: going to be completely changed in not too distant future, where it's very clear you, you you
1: select your preferences for the week ahead, and a lot of that will be driven by AI thereafter. Um, I think there's many instances like that which I think will be radically changed in our day to day lives. But what's really interesting and exciting for me is in terms of the whole efficiency and innovation agenda ahead. AI is going to be adopted in businesses and, and different parts of our society to really make a big impact and change for good. And um, I think it's a really exciting space to be involved in on that basis at the moment.
0: Well, I'm thinking of, probably, I'm thinking of basically if somebody is in a house and they've got AI and IoT in the whole house, and uh, it, it links in every day like your free links in every day to everyone's mobile device and sees where they're going to be that day. And if it knows, for example, on your calendar, on your phone, says, oh, I'm going to be having dinner with somebody, it then knows when it when it orders in food, it knows don't order in food for today because we're not going to be there. Exactly, and you know you, you've probably got an AI driven car picked you up in the
1: house to take you over to that dinner arrangements as well. So I think many aspects of uh, of that scenario are going to be AI enabled and uh, really. Be quite different to what they were a number
0: of years ago Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this new AI and I'm looking forward to talking to you in the future and seeing what future uh, research you guys have found out and every year it'll be more helping because we see more and more adoption of that and more and more technology becoming available for us to use Brilliant, well listen, i love, love the opportunity to come
1: back and have a chat to you again, I'm really excited as to what we'll see in the meantime, so uh, thanks for the time today, on. Well, thanks Dennis, have a great day Thank you, nice. thanks Bye, Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore Tech News on Facebook.